0: <laughs> so gonna, but look, today, um, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to try um, to kind of give you a different uh, point of view of of the scripture and the text that I'm going to be coming uh, from today. Um, I'm not sure if you were here the last time that I was here, but I uh, spoke a message about uh, being a good seed. And... Um, and if it's anything that you probably remember from that, it was probably the video that taught you how to pick a watermelon. So uh, I think that there's success on that, you know, because ever since I showed that video here, Pauline's watermelon selection has been on point. I mean, like, <laughs> it's been amazing. It's been amazing. But today, um, I want to talk to you about uh, the supernatural. And, um... More specifically, how to bring super to your natural, how to bring super to natural. so um quick question: How many of you love a good by show of hands? a good superhero movie? Just who loves it? Ah uh, yes marvel or d c marvel marvel hands d c hands Oh yeah, yeah. But a good superhero. Now, here's the thing about um, superhero movies. There's always something, one uh, one event in their life that gave them the ability to have a superhero, uh, to, to have a superpower, um, if they're human. Obviously, there are some superheroes that come from other planets, though so they were born with just alien abilities, but that's really not what makes them a superhero as in they used to be a natural man. It was in the human form, there was always something that happened to add the super to their natural. For an example, um, we look at Spider-Man. He was bitten by a radioactive spider. Does that or that, and then all of a sudden he's... Climbing walls, jumping buildings, and things of so Then we look at um, the ability to be a superhero, uh, such as Superman, who's an alien from another planet, but he's pretty much known as like one of the top heroes, right? And then you have members like the Flash, who got hit by this great explosion and all this other stuff, and now he's able to run fast and all this stuff. But then you have a hero like Batman who actually doesn't have any superpowers other than money. (laughs) You know? So your ability to be a superhero in the natural form in our today's society can all depend upon being bitten by a radioactive spider Uh, Being from another planet or getting exposed to some radioactive explosion from this accelerator that blew up because some doctor was trying to do all this stuff and now you can run fast or become a billionaire and just buy whatever tech gadgets and have smart people around you that tell you, hey... If you wear this suit, it's bulletproof and all this other stuff, but you have to still learn Krav Maga and all these other self-defense things to fight people. But you also change your voice like this, (laughs) which is Batman. But in the spiritual world, no matter, well, even in the natural, no matter their process of how they got their powers, there was still a journey that they had to take before they became a superhero. There was still a learning curve that they had to take and had to go on before they became a superhero. And I want to talk to you today about the same type of thing, but in the spiritual. I'm going to come to you from three different points of view. So I'm going to highlight three stories in the Bible. And by the end, I'm hoping that everyone here has the ability to operate as a superhero but in our terms, in the supernatural. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. God, we ask right now that you take over and continue to do what you have already started from the praise and worship through the communion and now through the word. God, let nothing of ourselves be seen, heard, or felt, but only your Holy Spirit and your presence. So take over, do what only you can do, and that's change lives and save souls. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, in the book of Judges, there is a man by the name of Samson. Samson is known as the strongest man that God has ever created. But here's the thing about Samson. He had some character flaws. He had some issues. I tell you what, it was, uh, uh, let's see, women was an issue. Ah, I tell you, he had issues with women, as in he loved them too much, as in he could not just love one. He loved multiple ones. And look, even in those Bible times, that was okay. But in today's society, men don't be like Samson. A man that findeth a wife, not wives, but finds a wife... Finds a good thing and obtains favor. So find that wife and stick with her. (laughs) Don't be like Samson and and go, oh, she's wife material, but she's also wife material, and she's wife material. And she, oh, dad, you know what, dad? Go find me a wife. So much so that uh, another issue that once Samson actually did get married he showed that he had issues with lying because he was telling Delilah like, hey, the source of my power, source of my strength is, you know, and this, if you bind me with this type of rope, if you, you know, cut my toenails from my left foot to my right foot, if you, you know, you know, pinch me on my left butt cheek and my right butt cheek, I'll lose all of my, whatever it was, Samson was so deceptive. Deceptive. But guess what? When Samson was in certain circumstances because of his relationship with God from birth through his parents, where God made an oath, he made a promise and said that your son will be a deliverer of the people. And the thing is that God will never return void on his word. So if he says yes, all you got to do is say amen. Because he won't change his mind and say, Pastor Rob, you're blessed. And then two weeks later, not, you know what? Because you didn't get out of the bed on the right side, you're no longer blessed. So that blessing that no, no, that's not how God works. But here's the thing about Samson if you read in Judges, there was a situation where he was attacked by the men, the soldiers, and he picked up the jawbone and, uh, of the donkey and was able to kill thousands. He uh, fought the lion that attacked him, which I've watched Discovery Channel over and over and over again. And I've never seen a man take down a lion. Even a lion cub can take a man down. And then obviously at the end of Samson's life, when he stood between the pillars, he was able to push those pillars apart and kill thousands upon thousands. But here's the thing about Samson that when I was reading Judges, it really just stood out to me that every time that he needed to pull up on his super strength, he prayed. He said, God, if you would give me the strength to defeat. God, if you would bless me this time, give me the strength. I call upon your power to do this. God, I know that I'm not perfect, but... And I know that I've messed up, but if you would give me strength one more time to defeat and kill all of these Philistines, I'll do it. So here's the thing about Samson that really encouraged me because before Jesus even walked the earth, there was a relationship between Samson and God where Samson understood even in all of his imperfections, that he had, because he made a commitment and because God made a promise over his life, he knew that he could always draw upon that super strength, not within himself, but from God, because there was never an example where Samson did something with the great strength without praying to God first. You see where I'm going with this? So Example one, no matter if you are a liar, womanizer, uh, let's see here, deceiver, whatever sin, whatever shortcoming, whatever it may be, the moment that you say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, there is a connection that you have with God to where when you become uh, placed in circumstances, that you cannot fix or cannot work out on your own. You can actually draw upon that relationship that you have with God and say, God, you know, within my own natural power, within my own natural ability, I cannot fix this. So I'm asking you to step into my situation right now so that I can have victory in this circumstance. I know that I messed up yesterday. I know that I messed up a week ago. But I'm asking you right now, if you would step in so that I can be, quote-unquote, a superhero. And because God says, I love you, my son, I love you, my daughter, and I know that you messed up, and I'm going to continue to work with you, but I need you to work with me too on doing those things that you know that you should not be doing. But because of my grace and my mercy being new every morning, I'm going to step in. And do something supernatural in your life. Now the next example that I want to talk to you about. Is this woman with the issue of blood. And she had an issue for about 12 years. Her natural self could not fix this circumstance. So in the book of Matthew. Chapter 9 if you want to go and read it. The thing that I love about. Uh, this this chapter and this story, this circumstance that this woman was in, that the miracle that happened wasn't even on Jesus' radar. So much so that the circumstances that surrounded this woman with the issue of blood was that Jesus was on his way to heal someone else. But... Because the woman heard of the healing power of Jesus, she probably saw as well, because Jesus was in that town doing miracles, doing blessings. So she probably saw him heal. But because Jesus was popular, he was kind of like Pastor Rob, in a sense. (laughs) Pastor Rob walks down the street. In Port Lincoln and just the crowds just, just come and they swarm around him because of how just loving that he is and how, you know, knowledgeable he is of the Bible. I mean, we went to the markets the other day and you'd be amazed at how many market vendors was just like, Pastor Rob, hey, I got a free sample for you. Hey, Pastor Rob, you know what is awesome? Come on. I mean, Jesus and Pastor Rob, Jesus is here. Pastor Rob is like (laughs) right here. But you know, the popularity of Jesus was so strong and so great that let's just, for numbers sake, say that Jesus was here and everyone in here was crowded around him. Now this woman, in her natural ability, said, I just got to get to Jesus and touch his garment if I could just touch his garment then I know that I will be made whole I know that I will be healed now I like to do things in a visual context um so please excuse what I'm about to do but I just want to kind of reenact what this woman had to do so let's just imagine that Jesus was at that side of the frame pulpit and there's a crowd of people. This woman, in her natural ability, she had to figure out how do I crawl through here? I, I'm, I'm too small. I'm too weak. So I'm, I'm here on the ground. I'm. Oh, this person stepped on my hand. Oh, if I can just get to Jesus. If I can just get to his garment. In her natural ability, she crawled. Through, She fought through, but the supernatural didn't happen until she touched his garment. So in all of her natural ability, she could not heal herself. But the supernatural came when she touched his garment. Well, let's just break that down. In some translations, it says that Jesus felt power leave him and then he asked the question, who touched me? And his disciples were like, "Uh, Jesus Uh, (laughs) this is my interpretation Uh, Jesus, all knowing man of God you're so powerful, but I'm just going to Try to figure out how are you going to ask us who touched you when we are in the crowd of people, when everyone is touching on you, everyone's grabbing you, they're stroking your hair, they're hitting you on the shoulders, they do. So everybody touched you, Jesus. But Jesus was like, Nah, bruh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Someone touched me to the point where I felt some supernatural power leave. And then there's other translations where Jesus quickly recognized the woman and said because of your faith you are healed. Not only healed but made whole. So her situation, her circumstance was She did all that she could within her natural just to get through the crowd. But when she thought, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed, which was so. But then Jesus gave her revelation to say that it wasn't in my garment. It was actually in your faith. Again, it wasn't in my garment wasn't in the cotton, wasn't in the threads. It was actually in your faith that has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Y'all still with me? Now, the next point that I want to say is the disciples. Super to the natural With the disciples. Now the thing about the disciples is they had the ability to walk with Jesus for roughly around three years. And so much so that some of the disciples were in their natural element. They were in their element whether they were fishermen for fish. Port Lincoln is a fishing town, right? Their element in dealing with money, being a tax collector and things of that sort. So when Jesus approached each and every last one of them, he gave them an option. He just simply said, follow me. Like, just follow me. And in certain circumstances, you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men instead of fish. But look, if you want to stay and continue to be fisher of fish, that's fine. And I'll actually bless you because I just gave you the largest catch that you've ever had in your career, and you've been a fisherman since probably birth. Because back in the Bible days, pretty much if the father was something, then the son automatically was that. And so they were probably trained in that. And and if you have questions about that, well, then even look at Jesus himself because Joseph was a carpenter, and then he taught Jesus that same trade, which in a sense made Jesus a carpenter by trade as well. So you look at someone like Peter, Who's a fisherman? Was probably like, uh, I make good money doing this fishing thing. Now you want me to leave all of this to follow you to make to catch people? Hmm. Let me think about that. Okay, cool. Done. I see something in you, Jesus. I don't know. It's that that sheep-like hair that you have. That wool. It's the curls. So it's the smooth conversation. I don't know, Jesus, about you. I'm going to drop this net and follow you, all right? So now you have three years where the disciples are walking with Jesus. They are actually doing miracles with Jesus, casting out spirits, healing the sick, the dead being raised, the blind being able to see, the deaf being able to hear. I love that song that you were singing, open my eyes so I can see, open my ears so I can hear. And see, sometimes we are spiritually blind and spiritually deaf. But Jesus has the ability to open up your eyes and open up your ears, but it has to be locked in with your faith. And even with the disciples, in the scripture, when Jesus was getting ready to leave, he actually told the disciples that they would do miracles much greater than what he did. I don't know if you heard what I just said. Jesus, who is actually God in man form, spoke to the disciples and said that you will do greater things than I But that's only because his Holy Spirit was going to come and dwell on the inside of them. And you have to understand this. Even though God is omnipresent, Jesus in the man form was not omnipresent. But the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of me and dwells on the inside of you has the ability to reach further than what Jesus had the ability to do. Because of the fact that Jesus was one man who can only be in one location based upon their travel plans. But when the Holy Spirit is connected, you have the ability to do more and greater than what Jesus did. So that means that you have the access of supernatural power. Because Jesus did supernatural things. And because Jesus did supernatural things, and because Jesus cannot take back his word, he cannot lie. He is not able to lie. He does not have the ability to lie. So therefore, because he said that you will be able to do things greater than I, that means that we can stand on his word and on his promises that when we are faced with circumstances that need some supernatural strength, We have access to be supernatural. We have the ability to be supernatural. We have a connection to be a superhero. I don't know about you, but I got my outfit on. Some of y'all need to get your cape, your mask, or whatever it is that you got to wear. But we got to start operating in the supernatural on a daily basis, not just uh, let me wait until there's a, a circumstance. See, that's the thing about superhero movies and television shows. That superhero is not a superhero until a circumstance happens. That's when he or she puts on their outfit, their mask, or they go to a phone booth or they, run around and spin in circles or do whatever. And then all of a sudden they're now in their cape, which now makes them a superhero because they don't want to have their identity exposed. But let me tell you, when it comes to being a disciple of Jesus Christ, that is your identity. There should not be a mask that you would wear to say I can only step up when there is someone sick or I can only step up when there is someone that needs a breakthrough or I can pray for them when they actually. No, 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 no. Because we are disciples of Jesus Christ. That is our identity. So we don't have to go put on a mask. What I have on today is my superhero outfit. What I put on tomorrow is my superhero outfit outfit. Everywhere I step is a platform for me to be a superhero. It's just a matter of if I'm operating in faith or myself. So I want to ask you, what outfit are you wearing? Are you a circumstance superhero Are you a every day, every moment superhero? Well, what's the difference? If you're an every day, every moment superhero, you're actually having conversation with the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to direct you on what you should do, where you should go, who you should talk to, how you should talk to that person. And it's... look. Trust me, I'm, not, at, I'm t- not telling you that you got to be one of these individuals that walk around, oh, black sheep have you in the wool, yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags of wool, one full of vines, one full of vines. I'm not telling you that you got to go around all day with your eyes closed, speaking in tongues, or doing this. Nah, you don't, because people will think that you're weird, and they'll run from you. And they'll actually call the psychiatric ward to tell you to come pick you up. But do you know that you have the ability to talk to God in your heart and in your mind? Because He's the only one outside of yourself that can hear your thoughts and knows your heart. The devil can't hear your thoughts. So every day that I wake up, if I don't verbally say, God, I thank you for today, My mind is going, God, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to respond? What do you want me to say? Where do you want me to go? Direct me, Lord Jesus, because I know that today is a day that you have made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because you've made me a disciple and I'm going to do something supernatural today. Not for my glory, but for your glory. So the thing about it is that in these three different situations of Samson, Jesus didn't walk the earth with Samson. There was just a relationship and a promise that came from God that Samson understood that there were certain rules and regulations. He could not cut his hair. He could not drink wine. He could not do these things which would give him the ability and access To um, have super strength. And like I said. If you read in Judges. You'll actually see that when he actually confessed. And told the truth about getting his hair cut. He did not have that strength anymore. It did not matter if he said. Oh God give me strength one more time. To get these Philistines Because they're coming to get me in this tent. No I'm sorry. You actually broke the covenant. That I had with you. Samson. So now you have to. Spend time as a slave without your sight. But during that time period, his hair began to grow back, which then allowed him to have access to his superpower again. Because the covenant and the promise of God was that as long as he had long hair, he would have the ability to have long strength, the the strength. Y'all follow me? The issue of blood, the woman, Jesus walked the earth, but it took her doing the natural, seeing Jesus and going, you know what? My faith is that if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. If I can just touch him, then I'll be made whole. If I can just touch him, I'm going to do whatever I got to do because all the doctors said that I cannot be healed. They said that nothing would work. Nothing could happen but I know that if I touch Jesus, I can be made whole. But then Jesus said, no, nah, it's your faith. So the same way that Samson had to draw on the faith of the covenant that God made, a God that he could not see, this woman had to draw on faith even with what she did see. And then the disciples who walk with Jesus are now being told that I'm going to leave you But when I leave you, you will have the ability to do more than what I was able to do. So now they not only have the the ability to say that I walked with Jesus, I uh, now watch Jesus leave. But just like us today, we have the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us to where we never have to be separated From him again. But it still all boils down to our faith. One more example. The scripture talks about faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, let me ask you all, how many of you have faith that this building is going to be strong and upright? And by the time that I say amen to this sermon... That it won't collapse. Show of hands. We got faith on that, right? How many have faith when you woke up this morning to know I'm going to get in my car. My car's going to start and I'm going to make it to One Heart Church so I can join in praise and worship, sing and hear a word from God. Show of hands. And you had no doubt that the church was going to be here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. But how many of you, let me ask you this, uh, saw the person that created the screws and the bolts and the wood and the metal and the timber to build One Heart Church? Show of hands. How many of you saw the workers coming in day and night? Putting the timber, the screws, the bolts, the steel, the framework to build one hard church on those hours. Just two people, okay? Three people. Even with all of that, what we didn't see is the person that created the screws, the person that created the bolts, the person that formatted the steel, the framework. All of that, right? But we have faith that it was up to code so that when they built it, we'd be able to operate within it. So that means that faith is not just a belief structure. There has to be some action that goes with that faith. I don't know who built this stage but I just demonstrated faith that the stage would not fall in. Even though I know, the last time I was here, I weighed 118 kilo. I'm only 103, 104 now. So, you know, I probably wouldn't have done that last year. <laughs> this year, I feel more confident. But my actions show I'm not concerned that the stage is going to fall in. So in James 2... Verse 26, we have that? Yes. It says, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, also faith apart from works is dead. So if you you think about those three examples, Samson, the one with the issue of blood, the disciples, they all have faith, but they all had to take action. They all had to take action because Faith without works, faith without actions, is dead. All right, and then let's jump to Hebrews eleven, and we'll read verse one through six. It says, "Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the confidence, conviction of things not seen. For by it people of old received their uh, commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen." was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gift. And uh, through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Remember, faith is not just believing. Faith is also an action because you have to take the action you have to do the works when it comes to faith and right now you have an opportunity if you don't know who this Jesus is that we're talking about that actually gives you the ability to be a superhero to be supernatural to operate in the supernatural there's a moment that you can simply say, God, I trust you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I'm sorry for everything that I've done. Jesus, I want to please you. And the first step that I want to take to activate my faith is by accepting you as my lord and savior the thing about this world was it was a fallen world but god knew that he had to do something super into the natural and that's why he gave jesus to down the cross for our sins and with every eyes being closed and every head being bowed. Just by a show of hands, if that's you today that want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and step into this world of supernatural and stop trying to do things on your own and stop trying to figure out how you can fix this circumstance or how you can make this right in your own power and you're ready to now to release that and give it to God. Just by a show of hands, if you just lift your hands, it's just going to be me that's looking at you. I see your hand there. I see your hand. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? Today is an opportunity to where you don't have to face your circumstances by yourself. It's a simple prayer that all we have to do is say, Jesus, I accept you. I ask that you will forgive me for everything that I've done against your will. So Jesus, today... I ask that you would save me and add me to the supernatural. In Jesus' name, amen.